1: cheaters welcome to the always cheating podcast my name is josh i'm here with brandon brandon how are
0: you josh i am phenomenal though i feel like i uh like like rip van winkle waking up from a long slumber uh rubbing my eyes trying to figure out what's been going on during this international break big thanks to sam who filled in for you last week josh it's been a while since the two of us have actually talked about what's going on with our teams what's going on with the premier league do you feel like you and I've got a lot to a lot to catch up on?
1: Yeah, I, I think the first international break is is one of the tougher ones because I I you know I I often really hate it. This time around, I I, I sort of saw it in the best possible light, which was just that I I've had a bad start to the season. It was a couple of weeks to to reset, change my my thinking a little bit. But actually, I don't know that I've ever had a bad start before. To be to be totally honest, I mean I've had starts where that that weren't Awesome. Yeah, it starts where I was maybe around a, a million or something like that. But I've never I'd never had to start where kind of everything um didn't really click, right? Where um it was just sort of a lot of 50-50s that went. You can sort of see how it can happen, right? It's I mean, you know, I look at my team, there's, there's no insane picks though. There. There's nothing absolutely you know, there's nothing crazy. If anything, I had a team that was almost exactly like a template kind of team. It was just kind of yeah. the pick this player, pick this or pick that player. Um, and it didn't work out. And so because of that. I I feel like my feeling is more one of like annoyance than it is of I'm not depressed or, you know, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not feeling uh, it's, I I think I'm just annoyed. It's like, if you, um, I don't know. I, I it's like if you're betting on, whether the you know a, a coin that you flipped in the air was going to be heads or tails, and you mm-hmm. guessed wrong five times in a row or something like that, right? And I don't know how how is this? How am I, I going to make this this uh analogy make sense? Basically, <laughs> I just feel yeah, I just feel like I um I was just on the wrong side of. I mean, you know, you could call the fantasy a, a kind of kind of low stakes gambling, right. You're sort of gambling on outcomes. And, uh, and I I think that it's just, you know, the outcomes haven't, haven't panned out so far. And so I think the thing that actually annoys me is just, um, like now I've got to like climb back up that hill, right. It's like I sort of, um, if you see the, the season as a long kind of March to the, to the summit, right. Um, then I sort of stumbled at the, right at the start. And now I'm kind of back basically at, at the at the foot of the hill right and i have to climb back up and what i have to make you're, sure that you're I don't... john
0: wick you're john wick and john wick four at, yes uh, that's a good at the foot of like mon yeah. right and you, yeah and you exactly. may climb your climb your way all the way up the steps and uh, come festive fixtures you'll be exactly. hit all the way back down yeah that's true that's
1: true he does maybe does he i don't know i i don't want to give anything away actually i want to spoil john wick Four, uh but it's, it's still it still came out this year if it was even last year i, I would be okay that so, is the I, most yeah.
0: podcast thing that may have ever been uttered on always cheating is i don't want to spoil john wick Four. yeah okay? true so let's true. just remember that
1: but let's uh, you know i think the thing is uh, to, to sort of wrap this up and we can get into some actual some actual F- i mean this is this is fpl talk here but I, so this is my my little pep talk for anybody who's had a tough start of to the season. The the thing is, there's a reason why athletes use the, we're going to take this one day at a time, one game at a time, one match at a time, mm-hmm. right? It's everyone rolls their eyes at it. It's a total cliche. But in, in some ways, it's the only way you can play, right? It's literally, I, I just have to look at game week five and try to put together the best team I can. And then if that goes... No matter how that goes, uh, I've got to look at game mm-hmm. week six, game week seven. Well, you, you know, so if you to go back to the foot of the hill analogy, what you can't do is basically like take ten steps back and then take like a running leap and get twenty five <laughs> feet up in the air. You just have to keep just climb back up the hill, yeah. right? Like there's there's no like
0: superpowers I charter here. a private private blimp to uh, yeah. just, Ex- just carry you up.
1: Exactly. There's there's kind of no way no way to do it, and so I think that. Um, I think the 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 so for me right now the question is do I wild card or do I not wild card and I've pretty definitively decided to wild card. It's two reasons for that, uh, maybe more actually. Uh, one is I don't like my game week five team. I don't like the way it looks. Uh, doesn't look like a team that has that's going to work out very well for me. Um, I don't like the start of my season. I don't want to punt on another week right like at some Mm -hmm. point you have to just accept that your team does not look the way you want it to and you have to start making some changes now what i should have done is is activated that wild card a week ago and started to do it in order to get ahead of some price changes but i just needed some more time away and i think that just i was willing to take some prices on the chin to not think about fantasy for a few days and also you just don't you know the price changes have not been crazy the last few days i have been following it's it, you know the international break especially that first week you're just not seeing too much craziness so um so i i think that you know it sort of brings me to number two number two is the reason to do it is you know brennan we always talk about hashtag mf mffa on this podcast make fantasy fun again a wild card gets you right back into peak engagement, right? If you're feeling like, ah, oh, my season is just not going well. Um, it's, it's a great time to to get reengaged. And, um, I think the third one is I feel like I maybe when I was drawn on my team this year, I, I, last year I had this, this commitment. I was like, I am not going to look at a single screenshot, nothing. I'm not going to look at anybody's team that they put together going into game week one. I don't, I don't want to see what anybody else's squad looks like. I don't want to, I don't want to be in any way influenced. I want to be kind of pure going into the season. And, um, and I basically held true. And, um, I, I feel like it was, a, it was a strategy that really worked for, for me. And, um, and I had a really great, you know, I had an excellent season. I finished in the top 10 K and I feel like this year I maybe fell back into some bad habits, which is sort of outsource some of my strategic thinking to um, to other places, right? Um sort of mm-hmm. pop on Twitter, see what people are saying, see what they're advocating for, pop onto Reddit, see what people are advocating for, listen to their podcast. Right. Just sort of like I I've just I'm not making my own decisions right now. And mm-hmm. I and I just feel like that's not the way I want to play. And it's sort of like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep falling down the hill this season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to mix my metaphors here. If I can, if I can keep this hill metaphor going for a minute, another
0: minute. Oh yeah, to get a yeah. special guest, Kate Bush, coming on uh, in the <laughs> second exactly, half of the Exactly, running up
1: that hill. So that's what I want to do. I want to be running up that hill. But if, if I'm going to run or fall, I want to do it through my own decisions. I want it to be something that I did myself, where I have. I, there's no one to blame. Right. I don't want anyone to blame. Now that I'm I even okay. I, I do still kind of blame Andy for leaking that Gabriel thing. Okay. And I'll get over that eventually. Okay. I really
0: will. I promise. I'm not sure you it's will. My, Based on current evidence, you will not. But
1: I think I will. I think if you give me another. What like three four years? I will definitely, definitely. get over it, and yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do think that upon
0: Gabrielle's retirement from professional yeah. <laughs> football, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, let's see, eight nine years from now. I mean, most of these Chelsea players will still be under contract, right? So I think that that around the time that one of those Chelsea contracts expires, I'll be sure. I'll be over. But I I do think that be, that that did put me in a kind of a sour place to start the season. Right? Uh, I felt like I was immediately in the hole. I, I literally, I mean, I wasn't literally in a hole, but I was. Uh, met metaphorically in a a pretty significant hole right points wise admittedly this
0: is our admittedly this is argumentative but if what you're saying is you need to take all outside influences away what you're also talking about are those leaks that impacted that Um, whole gabrielle situation
1: i mean to me that's just like that those leaks are basically like edge hunting kind of basically, it's basically like cheating. Right. And if everyone, I mean, like to me, that's, that's not, there's no strategy in that. It's just like, if everyone else is gonna be cheating, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. It's uh, like, you know, if we're all going to get these late to me, that that's not exactly the same thing. I guess what I'm talking about is like, who am I going to buy? Who am I going to sell? Yeah. I and mean, a team link is, is just sort of like, Hey, here's what the squad's going to look like. Do with this, what you will. Right. Okay. Um, you know, the issue is when it happens three minutes before the deadline on an exclusive stream. Right. And every one of my many leagues, but me apparently was listening to that stream. And, um, you know, and so that that to me was the slightly bigger issue. But again, I, I, I'm trying not to dwell on that. Right. The, the, so the real the real reason I want, I want to wildcard is I just I just want to reset. OK, totally. And so yeah. that's 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 where I am right now. The theme of this week's pod is basically if you were to wildcard right now, what would that squad look like? I think even for people who aren't wildcarding, there's going to be a lot of value in it because we're going to look ahead to teams that are good fixtures, teams that are bad fixtures, evaluate squads like Brighton, squads like Chelsea. Um, how we feel about them? Whether we want to keep and hold various players in those squads. So I think there's a lot of uh, substance, um, if, if I do say so myself, that people will get out of this conversation. But before we get into that, Brandon... How are you feeling about your team? Like, this has been Josh's confession corner here. But how are you How are you feeling? about You said you doubled your rank. I didn't realize you doubled your, your rank in Game Week 4. Yeah,
0: I went from around 500,000 to a million through Game Week 4. And I am somewhere in between where our last week's guest, Sam, who is now at rank, like, OR 20,000 in the world. Yeah. I'm somewhere between him and you, where I look at my team and I don't hate it. And I feel yeah. like... Uh, there are a lot of elements of the team that would survive a wild card. So yeah. I'm not close to wild carding. I have two free transfers. So I'm feeling solid about the direction I'm heading and the moves, the two, maybe three with a minus four moves I would want to make. So on the whole, I'd say I feel empowered this season. I am not intimidated by where I am in my rank because, yeah, by virtue of doubling my rank in game week four, I'm like, well, movement feels very easy and very fluid yeah, within the ranks at this yeah. point. So for if sure. you are one of those managers who felt like I came out of game week four stung and feeling kind of bad, I I just don't believe it's it's so dire for a lot of managers. I think yeah. talking about players is going to help. And maybe you're just uh, one point away from actually sort of like radically changing the idea of your FPL squad going into game week five.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very true. I mean, I, I, I would say that I, um, it's just, you know, we're only four weeks in, so it's, there's just so much time. So yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, maybe you're at the bottom of the hill or whatever, you know, if that's how you feel, but, um, it's not like everyone's like, at the summit, right? You know, it's like they're they're just a little yeah. further ahead right now. And so you know, it's, it's, like those, those yeah.
0: crazy uh, rock climbing videos where the people go on days long climbs and they actually sleep suspended in air in these little <laughs> like floating cots. Yeah. That's kind of where yeah. I'm at right now. I feel like I'm suspended <laughs> yeah. in a floating cot halfway yeah. up some sort of mountain.
1: Did you do you ever read the uh, the the Everest book, um, the uh, Into Thin Air by John Krakauer?
0: No, but I, it. I yeah I, I did see the film adaptation of of the book, which was pretty entertaining. Jake Gyllenhaal, my uh, that's my mission in life is to have Jake Gyllenhaal become my best friend. So if anybody out there knows <laughs> Jake, let me know. <laughs> okay, well, I, well, you know, I think he lives in Brooklyn, Brandon. So it would, wouldn't be that hard. All right. So uh,
1: what else we missed during the international break? Not much. I mean, basically everybody played um and everybody 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 traveled uh there were a couple of handful of people who pulled out right i think trent didn't play but in in general it's like you go through all these squads and virtually everybody um you know went went to to play with their squads and as as far as i know there's no significant injuries so far i haven't seen anything at least um and one thing that's that's nice too is that all of the international breaks end on tuesday which is a big change from last year, where last year you had a lot of chaos um, because of World Cup qualifying and um, really, I'd say really that even more than friendlies. Although you also had a lot of extra friendlies, a lot of teams were playing two or three matches, um, especially in the fall, and so you had a lot of international break craziness because you'd have Brazil and Argentina playing, you know, Thursday evening. Right and uh, you know like late late in the yeah. day because they had to fit they had to squeeze three matches in their international break and then they would these players would be flying back you know across the Atlantic before a Saturday AM match right or the early on you know, the early match on Saturday or something like that so we saw a lot of uh, players uh, start at the bench because they were on international break duty and I just don't think that's going to be a problem right now I, I we'll see right wait for the press conferences the old cliche but I I do think that. In general, I don't see, A, because so many people traveled. It wasn't like one of those IBs where, like, it was like a, like a pretend international break where everyone just sort of fakes an injury. and st- Right? We've mm-hmm. seen those before, right? Rashford's got a bad toe. He better he better stay back for two weeks. It was yeah, like, every, Udagi didn't sort of travel traveled.
0: because yeah. he, uh, he uh, was ill or something like that. Uh, okay, or that Evan Ferguson. Yeah. There's all this elaborate conspiracy theory around Evan Ferguson not playing for Ireland because okay. of a faked injury, and uh, anyway, okay. yeah. Okay. The biggest, uh, the biggest worry I think for a lot of fantasy managers is Julian Alvarez is going to be playing at La Paz in Bolivia on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. I, while while I agree with you, yeah, Tuesday f- is like for professional footballers, plenty of time to get from you know uh, one polar ice cap to a to another yeah. and be fighting fit, but Bolivia is legendary for its uh, insane altitude and, and tricky playing conditions. Alvarez only played like 25 minutes in Argentina's game earlier in the IB. Uh, and this is another qualifier. So if they play, if they roll out the same starting 11, I don't think Alvarez will have more than uh, 50 to 60 minutes that he's, he's played before he travels back to Man City.
1: I am Googling whether it's possible to fly from Bolivia to England direct. Either you can go from the the airport in La Paz to England. Now it's, it's possible they have a private jet or something like that. Um, yeah. Cause the flights I'm seeing, Brandon, we're, we're looking at. Uh, <laughs>
0: How much is this really, going to cost Julian if he flies business class? I'm not even seeing direct.
1: Okay. I'll tell you okay. that. I'll tell you that right now. That's, that's a bad sign. <laughs> let me, let me go from, uh, I'll take away two stops on there's one flight. Okay, Uh, that takes 30 hours uh, Uh from La Paz to Heathrow. Okay, so uh i i think he's probably going to be picked up in some kind of private jet right i mean I, surely gotta be yeah
0: one of those dynamic, transfers right? you know like the mid-flight refueling they'll just like pass julian alvarez through some sort of like gas pipeline from one plane to another <laughs> yeah
1: exactly
0: i don't know yeah i don't know how they're
1: gonna maybe he has to parachute from one to that well we'll see how it works out but i i, I will so we'll 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 hear more is pep going to be back for this or is he still recovering he, should, from he, the, he
0: was injury, it was said that injury. he would miss two matches and those. Okay. two matches have now come and gone so he should okay. in theory be back
1: okay all right well that's so we may, we may hear directly from from pep himself before yeah. before saturday uh certainly uh, alvarez would be a player i'd have in my wild card and um so yeah i think that that is something to watch out for that's you planted a little a little seed. I, i'm glad you did because it's good to know this stuff but <laughs> it is uh yeah. that, i guess that would be the maybe the one the one worry i mean um it certainly wouldn't affect uh Amy martinez
0: i wouldn't think Especially on wild card, though, you can't let these worries about international break travel uh, incept you with long term thoughts. These are like international breaks are really going to have a a minimal ripple effect to one game week. So especially if you're on wild card, just look at what Alvarez has done through the first four game weeks. He's just he's laid waste to fantasy managers who don't have him. So I think especially in your case, Josh, if you wildcard, I feel like this is not a reason to shy away from him because no. unless you want to spend it's- a transfer on him in game week six, then we can start talking about all the anxieties around Champions League versus a couple <laughs> yeah, of weeks later. Yeah.
1: All right, well, I want to talk more about this wildcard stuff, but I want to save that for the the main part of the pod. Uh, I did want to note that there's a new double game week uh, that's been announced for game week seven, Um, sort of thankfully, because I I don't always like the way double game weeks drive a conversation. It's it's honestly about as irrelevant a double game week as you're ever going to have. You have uh, Luton Town and Burnley playing twice. Uh, Luton Town play uh, away to Everton, home to Burnley. Burnley play away to Newcastle and away to Luton. I suppose the Lutontown's fixtures are are okay, but um there's there's really nobody that, that, that interests me.
0: Uh Lutontown themselves are not okay, is, yeah. is the rejoinder there.
1: Yeah, and so it's it's I, I suppose you could maybe the uh, Carlton Morris you could maybe make a case for he's got a golden assist so far in the season. Maybe he's somebody um that you could consider but uh he's only he's 5.5 million forward i i don't really think there's anyone else and so maybe i don't know somebody one of your forwards gets injured maybe he's like worth a one-week punt for game week seven only right he's not somebody I, yeah. even on my wild card i would really be, be considering so um I, what about so what i mean so luton just feels like they're kind of off the table what about burnley i mean it doesn't really feel very appealing either because of that newcastle away fixture right
0: yeah, I I think this is just a big stay away. You wouldn't expect yeah. any points from either of these teams in a single game week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what the ceiling for Burn? Okay, so say Burnley are marginally better than Luton. I believe that to be true. But what I mean by that is I'm getting one point from a Luton player and two points from a Burnley player. Yeah. If, you know, an extra two points in that game week is, is really important to you, fine. But I just... I don't think the transfer is at all worth it. And then it's a transfer in. That's going to cost you a a free transfer. Then, Josh, what are you going to do? You got to hold on to these guys. You got to transfer them out as well. It's two transfers.
1: Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I guess on a wild card, you could maybe make a case for it. But a, a long don't, time well, to don't, wait. Yeah. Well, only two weeks, right? Five, six and seven. And so it's it's a couple weeks away. But uh, and, and I suppose, you know, Lyle Foster, he has I actually didn't even realize this, that he's he's actually scored twice already on the season. So. Congrats right. to him he's he's on a two match run of of scoring goals Brandon. He scored a –
0: he's in a purple a, patch isn't he's he? He's in a
1: purple patch exactly. He's only 5 million so I suppose if I were to go with a like 352 yeah. I could consider him over Archer. I guess that would be the player that I would most likely consider there so um that is something to think about at least. I mean Archer um I mean, I don't know. He's not going to get to play Everton every week, Brandon. But, but still, I mean, he's a 4.5 million player who had a goal and assist and three bonus points in game week four. There's no reason for us to just wave it away, right? That's, that's an yeah. encouraging start. That's what you want to see.
0: The one discouraging thing about the Burnley pickup is they're playing at Luton. And I think what we've seen more than in the last decade and the last couple of seasons, like home fixtures really do favor the, the home team. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we'll see how bad L- Luton truly are through the rest of the season, but the, it being a home fixture for Luton, it's just, it's another check against Burnley for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. If Burnley were even just playing Luton at home, then maybe yeah, I would consider sure. it. But I mean, yeah, yeah th- through three matches, the highest scoring defender on Burnley has two points, right? I think that kind of says it all. I think it's one, one and zero. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, it's just been a tough run. And, uh, I I, I I mean, I kind of feel a little bad for for Burnley in particular because, I mean, they, they really had a great season last year and it's been kind of a tough – I mean, they didn't get to play Luton in game week two, which would have been a good maybe opportunity for them to pick up, you know, an early victory. I mean, I suppose you could say the same for Luton, um, but having to play Spurs, Villa, and Man City in their first three matches, those are all three really – strong teams and uh it's just you know it makes for a pretty tough start so um i I feel like i just have and i think the problem there and and i guess this does get to game week seven is because they've had this tough start and they haven't really acquitted themselves super well um it's hard to have a read in anybody right like who i just just can't sit here and advocate for anybody there's just not a single player that that i find appealing on on either Mm -hmm. squad honestly
0: yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it is if you can't like in your in your mind, imagine how these FPL points are going to come. Yeah, uh, like truly visualize them. That's that's a first red flag for, yeah. for any move you want to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know you're a bit of a Sonder Burge head, but like that's I, I can't I can't get there with you, Brandon. Hey, Burge was
0: rumored to go to Fulham over the summer. Uh, yeah, he's one of those uh, players who will largely be talked about and never seen. Yeah. Uh but i i think burnley are a lot are of fun a,
1: there's a, i was just gonna just a quickly side <laughs> note here go. there are a lot of fun that guy on this burnley squad right you remember goodmanson he's always he's always fun sure, he's, S- yes burge nathan redmond did you know that nathan redmond was playing for burnley now
0: i i did know that yeah he was a mm-hmm. late transfer to burnley and okay. uh there was when Burnley played Man City, there was a great shot of. You remember when Redmond was at Southampton and that yeah. sort of like walked him off the pitch, basically. It looked right. like he was saying, You were the best player out yeah. there. Like you come yeah, play yeah. with me. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how, <laughs> how far Redmond has fallen since then. It's tough.
1: It's Jack Cork. Remember Jack Cork? He's playing Corky, for Corky, yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how about this? Aaron Ramsey. Did you know that Aaron Ramsey was playing for Burnley? Arsenal, Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> yes. It's, Yeah, Arsenal's Aaron Aaron Ramsey is on Burnley. I kid you not. Wow. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Great. That's that's great for him. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, I did know, because he came on the pitch uh, in a a recent match. Uh, And uh, our old buddy, Dara O'Shea, Brandon, who uh, we had a Patreon supporter once named Dara O'Shea. And I, I would like to think that it was that Dara O'Shea. And I think the fact that we... Called him out on the podcast and said that this might be the Burnley player. Probably yeah. got him to cancel his his Patreon membership. But I hope I hope he's still out there. I hope he's yeah. still playing fantasy, Dara. You know, even if even if he, it was a different Dara O'Shea, maybe that's a very common name.
0: Uh, I think and, we've got a different Aaron Ramsey too. Who uh, says says here on the internet machine that that the Aaron Ramsey is playing for Cardiff and we've got a oh, we've got young Aaron Ramsey who is just <laughs> really? 20 years old. Yeah. Oh. Young Ramsey. Oh,
1: there is another Ramsey. <laughs> That's really too bad. I was really hoping that Aaron Ramsey was just playing incredibly anonymously for This is this uh, is the Burnley. problem
0: when you don't you don't get your profile updated in the FPL game. It's just a blank yeah. kit there on yeah, Aaron Ramsey's exactly. page.
1: I thought maybe it was like a September like transfer deadline move or something
0: like that. Maybe it's Nathan Redmond, why not?
1: Yeah, no, but I'm looking now and it's it's it this this Aaron Ramsey is definitely not the other. Aaron Ramsey, well that's that has nothing to do with fantasy anyways, Brandon. Let's let's move on here. A couple just a one quick note before we get into the wild card talk. Uh please become a Patreon supporter, join us. Uh your Patreon support helps us to keep doing two podcasts each week. Uh one that we record every Sunday night and one that we record exclusively for our Patreon supporters. Uh I did one last week that it's still available, still relevant, Brandon. It's one of my my infamous josh landon's odyssey of the mind podcast where i go on mm. kind of a free i light a little incense and do a little uh, freewheeling jazz exploration cool. uh yeah it's like uh, it, gets, it gets pretty wild pretty
0: scronky. it's like you a know? cosmic it's, gumbo you know, of a podcast it's is, it like it?
1: a cosmic gumbo of a podcast that's exactly that's apt you know the way you the way you've said that so uh we do uh but usually we do them together but then you and i also like to and we have guests on uh, for those pods as well we do we have uh, several guests on already so far this season so uh you go to patreon.com uh, alwayscheating always cheating to support the pod. As I mentioned, you get the extra podcast each week You talk with us and others on the discord. Lots of other discord channels there as well. Uh, there's sort of one for each, uh, each nation, uh, which is kind of fun. And uh, uh, you can go, you also plan meetups in New York city and there's a, kind of you know also sort of tv and music and all sorts of other random discord threads on there as well so uh become part of that community and thank you to our newest patrons nick day and chris g uh thank you uh to you too and it's always nice to get patrons over the international break brandon because that yeah. tends to be a pretty quiet time so uh once again uh, it's early in the month still too so it's a nice uh good time to start with patreon support so go to patreon.com slash always cheating once again to support the podcast
0: all right josh let's take a quick break and well when we come back I want to talk more about where you're at with this potential wild card. Let's do it.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: All right, Brad. We're back. So we've talked big picture about the wild card and when you know when do you know it's time to wild card. Uh, it's, it's it's sort of different for everybody, but for me, it's a it's a combination of what does the game week look like right in front of me. If the team looks good enough, I would say if it looks quite good, like if I'm if I feel reasonably happy with what's there, I will not typically wild card. Like I don't want to wild card just because it seems in theory like the right thing to do. Right, like if I even if I don't love my team, if, if if I sort of look at it and it looks okay, then I usually will not. But in this case, it feels like it's the the time feels right. So, mm-hmm. um, a question from Shiv, uh, longtime supporter of the pod, Shiv, a former guest on the pot, in fact. Uh, he said, uh, which, "What five, six players, five to six players, are essential on your wild card?" So we're looking sort of broadly at, I don't think it's useful. Maybe you can do this for goalkeepers if you want, but I I think in general, even on a wild card, I would not be looking more than five fixtures ahead, six fixtures ahead. I just don't think it ever works out the way you plan, right? If you're like, Oh, I'm going to have this player because the next two are great. And then they have a poor one and they have two good ones and then three poor ones. And I'm going to rotate these two every Mm -hmm. week and some, something's (laughs) going to go wrong, right? You're going to have some injuries. So I don't think looking more than like four or five weeks ahead is really the right going to do. It. And plus we'll have another national break, right? We're going to have, I mean, the next four weeks just gets you through game week eight, basically. So it's important to keep that in mind too, because we could see more chaos down the line. So I guess that would be another reason to possibly hold off on an international mm-hmm. break is, or on a wild card is if you think, well, Maybe I just make it to the next four weeks. Like I like my team enough to get to the next, it sounds like maybe that's where you are right now, but I like my team enough yeah. to get to the next four weeks and then maybe I'll, I'll decide then, um, it, you know, just for anyone who doesn't know, you get two wild cards each season. Uh, one needs to be used in the first uh, 19 weeks of the season. And the other one needs to be used in the, in the second 19 weeks. So, um, you know, you, you, you want to, um, I don't know, just make sure you use it before the festive fixtures are over. Basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Use it or lose it. Use it yeah, or lose I, it, yeah. there, are, there is a trap mentally you can get into of, well, I'm not going to wild card until I feel like I have more answers to my questions, until I yeah. feel like the narrative around certain players is complete. Uh, And then that can end up biting you because you're actually not paying attention. The story is being written right in front of you and you're just not acting fast enough. To Shiv's question about who would be a necessity on a wild card, it's Spurs. You're looking directly at Spurs because it has been amazing how quickly the Pasta Coglio story has already been confirmed as written and true and that this team is working the James Madison transfer has worked for Spurs. Yep. Sun is perhaps well Sun is definitely somebody we should talk more about, but that's my first stop on a wild card is the Spurs aisle of the supermarket. Same.
1: I think that uh they haven't risen enough in price yet. I mean that feels like a big a big miss for me and I I hate to be a one week merchant like this, right? Cuz I I did opt for Sterling over Madison. I felt pretty strongly about it to be honest too. I, I didn't really debate it, but I think just Madison scoring that outside the box goal. And I, I I you know I just feel like maybe I wasn't I haven't given him kind of full credit so far for for how how good he's looked, how well he's played so far this season. And you know he's got two goals and two assists. Um and I think what honestly, I mean sometimes a wild card part of the appeal of it is you can get a great fixture to to kick things off, right? And they Spurs play Sheffield United at home in, in game mm-hmm. five. The run after that is not well. The next two, I would say, aren't as good. They play away to Arsenal. They host Liverpool. Hosting Liverpool to me, though, is fine from an attacking standpoint. I mean, it's hard, it's kind of hard to imagine Liverpool not conceding a, a mm-hmm. goal or two, right? Um, and uh, so, I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be too worried about that one. I, I may not have United away. I don't know. Would you consider? resting Matt I mean it kind of depends on your team I realize but would you rest someone like Madison for Man or for or for um Arsenal away not Man United away excuse me for the North uh, London Derby?
0: No, I don't think so. So I guess like Gabrielle is my way into the conversation about how I think Arsenal's defense has not proven to be very good. And then they have uh some injury and rotational concerns and this goalkeeper drama that is not really yep. played out yet. I have no expectations for that Arsenal team and the mandate will be from from the home team let's score some goals yeah and i think that opens the door for a high pressing all action Ange team to score goals of their own, so no, there's no yeah. way I would rest Madison in that match. Yeah,
1: and we should talk about Arsenal, but we'll, we'll, just to stay in Spurs for a second here. So you have Udogi, who is uh, still only up to four point seven, which which isn't that bad, all things considered. I mean, considering how how well he's played, start of the season uh, already has two assists on the season, and uh, I think it's one, yeah, one, no, two clean sheets actually, uh, two clean sheets so far in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, really strong start for for Udogi. Um, it looks like I mean Spurs just really have have impressed so far at the start of the season and to get what seems like a top six team if nothing else uh, to get to get a starting fullback for that squad for under five million still feels like a really good price. I Think sometimes the thing you have to avoid and maybe it's a little easier than a wild card than it is with the transfer is once a player starts to rise a little bit in price you're like Ugh, I miss my chance like I miss I miss my window. Mm-hmm. it's sort of he's it's it's not gonna all the all the fun is gone now <laughs> you know it's sort of like what's the what's the fun of having this player now everyone's kind of jumped on the bandwagon but uh you know there's only 13 point 13.8 percent owned in fantasy right i mean we live in a world where where um holland is at like 96.2 percent or something like that so um so i, I think that thir- 13.8 is 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 significantly his, his ownership is quite low still right, and mm-hmm. so I think that he's he's yeah. definitely one to consider and even even Madison isn't that high I mean he's at twenty six percent right so again, yeah. if you're having a bad start and you're wild carding you let's say you're you know three million overall then if you can bring it i mean the twenty six percent makes a big difference right we're not talking about. Uh, at this point you don't have to care about effect i, I myself do not have <laughs> to care about effective ownership in the top 10k or whatever right all i mm-hmm. have to care about is the ownership in the band of players in my you know, in yeah. my rank and so if 75 percent of the of
0: one at yeah that, at that point
1: yeah exactly so uh, you know if 75 percent of the managers don't have a player who's performing as well as Madison, and they play Sheffield United at home and i mean uh, you know uh, granted uh, all these players could could be had with one transfer, maybe two if you've saved them up. But I think for me, it's it's the fact that I can kind of go through my squad and think, okay, one, two, three, four, all of these different squads, all of these different players, many of whom I like, someone like Matoma, right. I like Matoma. I think he's had a really, you know, scored maybe the, maybe the goal to start the season. Certainly one of the one of the two or three best goals so far of the season. Uh, picked up an assist uh, in the Newcastle match. He's he's an excellent player. I just really like uh, Matoma, but he doesn't have a great run of fixtures, and there's a lot of competition in those midfield spots. So I can kind of solve a little bit of a a little bit of a problem there by by mm-hmm. using a wild card, and and I can also figure out what to do with my forward line and I can figure out what to do with my defenders. And so I agree. I think that Spurs are where it starts. I think the other player to at least consider would be Sun. And, uh, the reason that Sun would be considered is, uh, because he is at least temporarily playing as a forward in this, in this kind of new formation, right? There's sort of I don't know. I mean, uh, I uh, maybe it's just because Richarlison at the at the start of the season has not covered himself in glory, right? I
0: think that's the reason, sole reason why, yeah. But do we think that'll change? I mean,
1: Richarlison basically was complaining after was it game week two or game week three that it was it wasn't his fault that he like doesn't score goals for. Spurs, it's like everyone else's fault. He just—it wasn't like a great, uh, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he's just very frustrated, but uh, there's just no reason for me to think, oh yeah, like I mean, Sun just—he literally just scored a hat trick, right? Um, so it's hard for me to think, oh yeah, they're going to bail on this Sun experiment right away. It's not going to last.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many caveats with it. It's—it's uh, it's one match. It's a very convincing match. However, yeah. that convincing match was against Burnley, which we have already. Taken them down a few pegs true. at the start of this pod and um prior to this hat trick from son he everyone was just kind of like well we're back to old doesn't work as a fantasy asset son he
1: did score a hat trick though well like so that, that it
0: counts so he gets like he came out, it, it all those points count and if you got those yeah. points you get to keep those points i brandon cannot take them away from you it's true
1: <laughs> yeah but he is playing sheffield next I mean, you know, so it is sure. like, so you could just have him for a week and then move him to someone else. I this don't know. Is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So this is
0: true. I don't want to, I don't want to rain on that parade and I will certainly be jealous of managers who have son going into game week five. I, I don't know. I guess the theme yeah. of my season so far is I'm just like, I'm scrambling for more uh, to be more convinced on a lot of these players and you remember son yeah. scored a hat of a hat trick against lester last season coming that's off true. the bench that's true it didn't didn't really kick start anything for him that
1: that is true that is true so uh son is son is at least on the table the thing is like madison has risen so much in price that he is now at 7.8 million sons at 9.1 i mean the the price difference is actually kind of close um, mm-hmm. and so it's like there, are, it's at least, you know, I feel like in, in years past, it would have been much more extreme, right? Like, oh, one's, one's 10 and one's seven. Well, 3 million is so much, right? But, yeah. but 1 million is enough that you're like, well, maybe I just, just take the punt on, on sun Yeah. And that might be worth considering.
0: I think that f- like from the fantasy game, there are two arguments to make between Madison and Spurs. Madison yeah. is, is basically the de facto star man of the team. Now he right. is, even with Son getting awarded the captaincy by the club over the summer, it's somehow James Madison has come in and now he is the central yeah. force of that team. Yeah, is that going to be better for your fantasy team than Son, who will more who will most often be playing farther forward? Yeah, Madison's going to be involved in everything. Full stop. Yeah, is Son going to be enough involved in all the goals that he will blow Madison out of the water? I that definitely could yeah. happen, but we at this point we don't know.
1: It's true. I kind it, of lean toward feels, Madison
0: in, in that, for it, it, that reason. And it
1: does feel a little excessive to have both of them. But maybe yeah. that is worth considering. Maybe you do it for one week, right? Maybe that's the advantage of a wild card. You try it for one week, and then you pick the one you
0: like more <laughs> to go with yeah. moving forward. Right, the advantage of Sun's price is that uh, he you can move him to virtually anyone now.
1: Okay, so lots of options on Spurs. I think uh, Man City is an interesting case, right? Uh, you could make a strong case for having three Man City players. and It almost doesn't matter who you pick. Um, despite the fact that they concede one goal and one shot in every match, uh-huh. their defensive stats are by far the best of anybody in the premier league. So it's that like perennial question of like, what What am I supposed to do with these Man City defenders that have no attacking potential at all? Uh, even, even guys who have some appeal like Vardial kind of instantly rotation risks, right? Mm-hmm. So then what do I spend 6 million on Diaz who offers nothing and I'm most likely just going to get two points every week because they're going to have one one shot where they, you know, concede a goal. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I, my, my feeling now is to get Alvarez, obviously, obviously Holland. I mean, Holland doesn't even count at this point. You should be, you should actually just be able to get four man city players because Holland (laughs) it's, um, but I, I think the question would be Foden or a defender. And I suppose Foden, I have to admit is still a little lower for me than, um, I don't know why it's, it, maybe it's like a Madison thing where I just, I just can't quite get there with him, but. Um,
0: well, I didn't I, think Foden yeah. had a particularly strong match against Fulham uh, in game week four, especially when you compare it to his man of the match performance against Newcastle. So he right. remains kind of a, a man of mystery and yeah. I think at, at their strongest, the Holland Foden combination last season, early, Last season didn't involve Alvarez, yeah. and now Alvarez being in the mix, I think changes that calculations. So I, yeah, I think it's Holland, Alvarez, and Foden misses out by virtue of all these other options that we're talking about. We haven't even gotten to the, the likes of Liverpool, yeah. Yet I, I I'd rather have. Well, I would definitely rather have Madison than Foden. Yeah, would I yeah. rather have Son than than Foden? I don't know. Would you rather have Saka than Foden? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I and mean, Arsenal's feature, uh, fixtures are actually, well, they're okay. They're the Everton away, great fixture. Spurs at home, fine. Like, it's from a defensive, or I mean, from an attacking standpoint, it's fine. Bournemouth away in game week seven. Sure, good. You can expect some goals there. Uh, then Man City and Chelsea in eight and nine. So I would probably, on a wild card, hold Saka for three more weeks and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, decide from there. Um, I still think it's really tricky to ID defenders that, that have a lot of appeal. Um, I think it's, you could maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's like Newcastle, I suppose um, they have to be up there. It's, it's hard to get past just how much Brighton kind of wrecked them right it's just like i have to kind of shake that off still a little bit um but i think that they they certainly hold some appeal and um i don't know it's just tricky i mean and you know do we do we think that that the liverpool you know those two goals that they scored is that was that just a total smash and grab and should we not kind of factor that in too much it was you know but it's it's still it's all part of the match right just because it happened late doesn't mean right that they're that it's like a fluke necessarily necessarily right and so uh and then it's just that's how you have a bench and you use it you bring on players who can do a job and mm-hmm. that's what that's what darwin did so i think that i think newcastle would would certainly be one of the one of the squads i would be targeting with with defenders that i would consider um brentford decent, like kind of up and down fixtures. Again, I'm just looking at the next five or six. I think that if you look too far ahead, it's just, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really make a lot of practical sense because that's mm-hmm. five or five or six fixtures ahead. Those are, that's five or six additional transfers too, right? It's like you just have to, you, you will be able to continue to improve your team as the weeks go on. And so there's kind of no point in me being like, Oh, I'm looking 11 weeks ahead. And if I get, (laughs) if I get this defender now, he's going to be great to fill in for me when these other players aren't, I just don't think, again, I just don't think it works that way. There's just too many, too many players will get injured. Too much chaos will happen um, in order for that kind of strategy to work. You know, you can really only play the, the next few game weeks with, even with a wild card.
0: I think maybe managers will be splitting hairs with defenders because you know game week to game week we're seeing 2 to 3 of 20 clubs getting clean yeah. sheets. Yeah. I think on wildcard in particular I would look toward the quote unquote better teams. You can get any Man City defender for roughly 5 million. I do think that's a, a steal and while they'll often be disappointing i think the fact that we seem to have a third city spot just to play around with yeah why not a defender because you know you don't necessarily i mean the fact that we're already sort of thinking about dumping uh chillwell basically means there are no (laughs) defenders apart from you forgot about him
1: so that's like how whatever they've been it's like i just sort of was like oh right chillwell like i should yeah (laughs) what i'm gonna do there
0: So yeah. I, I think Newcastle. I'm not really bothered to have the argument of is Trippier worth it? I vote no. Uh, I would go Botman and probably Diaz on a wild card. Yeah, I Just think because I can.
1: Yeah, I think that I would certainly consider Shar. Um, uh, who is a little more expensive than Botman? He's five million, but uh, I do think he's got a little more attacking threat. I mean, he, he certainly does. I think um, mm-hmm. have, have more attacking threat, and so um, I mean, it's not like it's not massive. We're not talking about a. I mean, you know, last year I felt like he was this great attacking pick for for Newcastle, but he only had one goal and three assists. But the fact that he's on these set, I felt like he hit the
0: bar yeah. like four times last year. He's a Marcus Alonso type. He, yeah. yeah, he gets he gets the the opportunities. Yeah,
1: he did have, okay, he did have, um, well, he had one goal on 4.6 XG last season, Jesus. so he actually really did kind of underperform a little bit, uh, and his X goals assists, were, or his x uh, XA, so how many expected assists, uh, it was it was two. So that's an expected X goal involvement of almost seven, which is pretty high for a central defender. Yeah. It's it's so I think that um I think that Shar is up there. I mean, and, and whereas Botman is just um well, he's he's injured right now anyway, right? So there's just like he might be back after the national break, but it's it's too risky. I did wanna quickly just say on Alvarez, by the way, because I, I had been looking at this earlier, just the slight worry about when Kevin De Bruyne comes back, whether that's gonna be something I, I, we should be worried about in terms of Alvarez, because Alvarez in some ways is plain. I, I mean, they kind of both are he and info, but like, you know, he certainly, you, you, when, when I, I would think that when, when Katie becomes back, it will limit Alvarez's minutes to a degree. Uh, but what I was seeing today was that it looks like KDB may not actually be back until like the new year. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a long, it's a long way off. And so I think that means if you can get an attacking mid for under 7 million for Man City, it was going to be plain most of the fixtures and you just shouldn't avoid a Man city player. Cause you might miss one match because of a champions league, right? Like that's cause that could apply to any of them, including Holland, right? You could just lose somebody for one week to the champions league and you're not going to know which one it is. Cause pep isn't going to tell you. Right. <laughs> and so I just think that it's, certainly not. Uh, yeah, certainly not. So I think that, I think that's worth, worth thinking about at least, um, is that you, you really do have a more safety with Alvarez than you might have thought going into this season.
0: Now, you got a note here about Crystal Palace. Uh, Well, I I wonder, uh, the fixtures are fine enough. Villa, Fulham, Manchester United, NFO. Mm, I'm not sold on this Palace team. I'll tell you what, buddy.
1: Well, it's more like rotating some 4.5s. That's Mm kind of what I was thinking here, right? Like, is it, do I just try to like, mix and match a little bit just try to get hey, three players got, out there. i've
0: got Pau torres in my team so it's not like right. i'm over right. here with a bulletproof yeah. argument for all 4.5 defenders
1: yeah well let's let you know let's let's talk about a couple i, I don't want i don't want to get too on the palace thing either because i wouldn't consider any of their mids i wouldn't consider their forwards i wouldn't even consider johnstone now because i think it's 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 too risky so um it would really just be do I want Gehi as a rotating fourth or fifth <laughs> defender it doesn't feel like good pod content so I think we should just keep going here but I think <laughs> the two the two squads that I think are tricky we talked about Brighton a little bit um but I think Matoma can go because there are some other players that 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 just have better fixtures honestly uh a stupid on to me is is too good to drop and so he is I'm going to he just he's in my squad and I think that I'm just going to keep him through through thick and thin um and also I mean uh, Brighton play Bournemouth um at home in game week six that should be an excellent fixture for him too so um I just don't see I think maybe I was I was a little like overly gung-ho about like he's the new (laughs) Trent like he's he's undrawn like you know yeah you have to start him in every fixture I I don't feel as strongly about that um I think Mm -hmm. that um but I do think that um I'm just going to write out this kind of rough run of matches with him. And, uh, but I do long-term. I still a huge believer in a stupid on, I really want him in my squad. I, I, and again, I think his price is great too, right? It's, it's it's not going to, you're not talking, we're not talking about, even if he is doing great kind of Trent levels of attacking returns He's not doing it at 8 million, he's doing it at five. And so I can just find a squat. I can find a a spot for him in my squad at 5 million. I think Chelsea is the interesting one, right? We've got Nicholas Jackson, we've got Ben Chilwell, uh, Raheem Sterling uh what what do you think i mean if you were on a wild card right now and just to set the scene even further they have a terrific run of fixtures too uh bournemouth they've had a terrific they, run they've of had fixtures. they've had um it's so bournemouth villa fulham burnley in the next in the next four three of those four are away so the question is do we see clean sheets in any of those four matches i mean i i kind of expect bournemouth to score I think Villa's got a really good chance of scoring. Uh, Fulham away, I think that could be a tricky fixture. You know, West London derby, um, Burnley away, maybe that's the one that you, that you could see a clean sheet there. But it's hard for me to even get excited about Sanchez as uh, as as a goalkeeper. I, I yeah. he's on my radar a little bit, but I think that I, I think ultimately I, I wouldn't opt for him. I think that it's um, I don't know. And so I, I'm I'm actually kind of considering the Leno areola double Brandon, but let's talk, let's, yeah. let's table that for, for one second here. What do you think about Jackson? Let's start with him. What are your thoughts on Nicholas Jackson?
0: Uh, that's a big no for me, dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he is not him. uh, I think is the answer to that yeah. question. I uh, whole, broadly speaking, my issue with Chelsea is they looked really uh, enticing in game week one, when they had that performance against Liverpool Yep. And Enzo Fernandez, Connor Gallagher, is yeah. like an incredible midfield duo. Casado yep. has come in, and it's clearly going to take him a while to get the butterflies out of his stomach. He'll yep. surely come good. It's a matter of time. Yep. I would not say the same thing about Nicholas Jackson. It's like i You can certainly argue that he's proven himself elsewhere on planet Earth, and maybe it's going to take him – a time to bet in. But have you seen him do one single thing on the pitch? Usually when that happens, Oh, a player is going to come good. You've seen them do one thing where you're like, ah, there it is. There it is.
1: He's had like a couple nice passes. I mean, I, I, that miss, uh, was such a killer for me. The Raheem Sterling ball that he, it was like easier to score than miss. Right. That was, that one was just such a killer. And, uh, and, and I, but I, I, it's important to to note that those are that's a great chance too. So when you get mad about your game week, it's important to remember that like most of the time that's going to it's gonna work out well. But I, I agree he doesn't feel like he's him. I think he is this year's uh player who got thrown into a tough spot. Like it's not I think that with, with Timo Werner, Werner was was brought in to be the guy, right? He had sort of done Amazing things uh, in the, in the Bundesliga, he played extremely well. It kind of felt like the right time for him to make the big move. Um, And, and it just, and, but he was brought in to be the man. Right. And it, it didn't, it didn't work out. He got maybe, you know, he got pretty unlucky at times. And then at some point it became kind of comical how, how much it was not working out for him. Um, but I think with Jackson, he wasn't brought in to be that guy, right? At least not initially. I mean, it's not like he, he wasn't a hundred million well, And Cuckoo was, right? yeah, was brought
0: in to be the guy. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. And Jackson was going to be more of a, uh, you know, a long-term starter for sure. But I, I'm not even sure he was like, and he had a good off season and, and stuff like that. But it was it was not supposed to be kind of him leading the line and, and soaking up so much pressure. And so I, I, I you know, I am i don't want to like totally kill him right because it does feel like he's had some he's had some bad luck but i have to admit yeah. it's it's just i'm done i'm not really planning to keep him on my wild card i don't feel hugely enthusiastic about it i don't i don't i haven't i agree it's it's a nice pass here and there a couple decent shots it's and again this is where on my wild card i'm just i'm not gonna i just i'm not gonna do the the Twitter thing. And I, I just like, it's like, I just am so sick of players not performing well. And then everyone explaining to me why it, it doesn't matter because the underlying stats are so terrific that we should all be like lining up to, to captain him this week. Right. And sure. it's just like, are you watching these matches? Like, give me a break. Right. It's just, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's sometimes it gets a little frustrating um, that that kind of narrative.
0: The addition of Cole Palmer at Chelsea too is I I, I could see Cole Palmer maybe being more on the right and him playing with Nicholas Jackson, yeah. But uh, given his Jackson's form, I I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Jackson started from the bench at some point in the next few weeks if this uh, keeps yeah. going the way it is.
1: I think that's right. It's clearly it's, there's a confidence issue now too, right? I thought maybe the goal in game three would solve it, but it doesn't seem like it has. Um, so I think what about man united where, where, where do this we, is my yeah, yeah this
0: is my big question because yeah. uh, i am looking to spend some transfers and i'm looking to do it in my midfield because my midfield's Good. gone a little stale with foden bruno fernandez rashford and Sokka, and yeah. then uh spurs uh Pape sar on my bench who yeah. makes way for james madison is the great question you know, we talked a little bit about Foden. How maybe he's not. You know, th- there's a high ceiling for Foden for sure, but uh, it he's not really hitting it fantasy wise so far. So Foden to James Madison feels pretty simple. But I yeah. still have then that that triple. So I think for the purposes of this conversation, who do I choose to drop between Bruno and Rashford? And again, I'm I'm like obsessed with this idea of of. And I, I think it's silly to think that Hoyland will come in and totally transform. I think so.
1: yes, what I we get
0: fantasy wise, he's too young. He's too new to this uh, Coming off an system. Injury. That's
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree. He
0: did get some minutes off the bench for yep. Denmark this this weekend. So you know he's still out there getting getting uh, minutes yeah. in his legs. But I think. Ah, my I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards getting rid of Bruno right now, just because of the whole placement on the pitch, sort of a thing. Bruno has been playing a little deeper and Rashford, if anyone's going to come good and score some goals, it's going to be him. But then you're getting rid of the penalty possibility output from Bruno. There is the argument there. So I, I'm, it's like a 50, 50 coin flip there. Uh, but who would you who would you dump between Bruno and Rashford? Yeah,
1: I mean, I assume I, you wouldn't I have dumped, either on your wild. I don't know. I actually think I might hold on to Bruno. I I think it's tricky. Um, I think that uh, Bruno Bruno is the one I think. And I think the question for me is whether I hold on to Sterling. Right. And that that may kind of determine. I mean there's just there're quite a number of midfield options that are that are appealing right I think I think going five through the middle on a wild card is or even even not on a wild card is is what makes kind of the most sense right now because there's so many good picks and I think I mean would know, still have a pretty solid run of fixtures their next five are all quite good to be honest and so I think I think I might hold Bruno. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was so frustrating when, when Rashford scored away to Arsenal and I was like, did I, it's, I was so gung ho about, Rashford made my team sheet before Bruno did to go into the season. (laughs) And it's like, and now, now I feel like I'm suddenly like in a, uh, a Soleimani situation from a few years ago where it's like, ah, like I feel like mm. no matter which one I pick, it's going to be it's mm-hmm. so I just need to have both, but then having both can be so frustrating. So, um, I probably hold on to Bruno. Um, I don't, I, you know, maybe only cause he's, he's still like 0.5 million. I actually think he dropped in price again. So he's like 0.6 million cheaper than, than Rashford. And so I think, uh, think that's 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 where i'm I'm leaning right now is that is that right i think that's where we are right he's 8.4
0: yeah, yeah. uh nine yeah oh, actually, eight i eight nine too. they both dropped <laughs> okay yeah actually, i actually have the prices changed in the midst of us recording so uh okay bruno's still 8.4 yeah uh this is this is old news but i think a wild card i don't know manchester united have been such they've been know. A, a dog of a team
1: yeah that's so true Defense is a mess right now with all the injuries. I don't know. I have to. I have to give a little more thought to the to the Bruno thing. I'm. I'm still. I guess I'm still like a little bit of a believer in the attack. I. I. I would say I'm not really factoring in the um the forward situation too much. I, uh, I'm kind of like you. I mean, did, will Hoyland even start the the next week? I, like it's hard to say, right? Who knows? It's like yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Well, why are we spending so much time talking about Chelsea and? Manchester United when we've got Liverpool who are actually winning games scoring goals playing fun football have guys like coming back from injury as opposed to leaving by way all right will you
1: please you you tell me then who would I pick on Liverpool like name literally (laughs) name literally one player that you would have like do you do you rearrange your entire team like bend you know, mm-hmm. bend time and space to find a way to get Salah
0: in. Well, like you're shooting he, a gun in the hit movie Wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if you don't do that, I would be curious who, who is actually worth having, right? It's, it, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, uh, I mean, Diaz, I guess uh, he's blanked the last two. He's a rotation risk. Uh, Darwin, I, he started, one match and <laughs> will you know it's like will he start another one i have no idea i guess i'd be more interested in him but again yeah. it's like oh my god the idea of having darwin going through that stress every week you know yeah, yeah gack gack pose off the table the, the entire defense in my opinion is off the table um i mean trent i know he's like flagged or whatever he'll be fine i'm sure uh that's yep. but i think uh i mean yeah you do have um well is van dyke
0: He's oh, suspended. He's,
1: st- he's still suspended. Okay. Oh, because oh, his
0: he got right. an extension because he's just out there Complain on the streets, so you know, saying yeah. refs' names and whatnot. Yeah,
1: that's true. He he, t- he went too hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. As long as Van Dyke's there, that 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 defense on the table. So there's really nobody. I honestly, I mean, <laughs> I think Jota has has come up the bench the last two matches. I'm not going to bring in a bench player on my wild card. Uh, I'm not going to get Sposley. So it's it's only Sala and. I, I don't know. I look at all these. things that are tempted. interesting
0: to me and not Surely really. You're no, tempted. no. You're getting, I, this is Josh getting back to basics, back to his core principles and uh, Mo Salah, you know, you've had some good now, times.
1: It's just not practical to me. It's not, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, he's not even doing that well. I mean, he's even fine. Like two goals and two assists. Well, James Madison has two goals and two assists at 5 million fewer dollars five million you know was, fantasy bucks
0: <laughs> what was funny about the solid goal from game week four was it was it was at the back post I think off of a yeah. piece or something like yeah, that it and it, it, re, it was like yeah. every goal that Harry Kane was scoring at the start of last season where we were like this is beyond belief there's no way Kane is going to keep this up the Spurs yeah. team is not great they're underperforming. I'm not yeah. getting Kane into my fantasy team. What did we talk about at the end of last season? Why didn't we have Kane this entire time? Blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it's if it's somebody trying to communicate something to us that Mo Salah scored a at the back post Harry Kane esque goal that was right. sort of like a wink For wink. For you to this dude.
1: Yeah. All right. For you, I will try a a dra- a wild card draft that has Mo Salah in it to see if I can make it work maybe okay. it's possible I don't know maybe it's possible um I mean I've still got ollie Watkins I think he's gotta go um, certainly yeah uh he they, of course somehow the villa have like not a single bad fixture so I, like, <laughs> I guess they didn't play away to Liverpool and Newcastle but it's um yeah I I just I'm just not feeling it with Watkins he just I his instincts just continue to be not like to to pass it right he's just You're like right. he's got this it's like they almost need a forward to play with him. It's, it's not, you know, I don't know. It's weird.
0: He seems very isolated when he receives the ball up top and he's yeah. not comfortable with knowing where his teammates are. Are they coming? Is Diabe here, there, is yeah. he shooting? Am yeah. I passing? What's going on? Yeah. So I, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if I have the guts to, to, I don't know if I have the guts. Of course I have the guts, Josh. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get rid of him. Ahead nah, of not before this, the, palace. the palace match.
1: No, I mean, palace, palace's defense is okay, but I think uh, I, I, I agree. I, I would just, I would probably just keep him for that match. That does not feel like, given what you've already talked about, some the you know, mm-hmm. other things you want to do. I, um, I, I'm curious what Brighton. I mean, just because you were talking about maybe driving some Man United players, I am curious what version of Brighton we see um, <laughs> yeah. for this for this match. I mean, they've a, a crazy two week run for them, right? Where they uh, I don't know. So I, I, you know, I'm sort of, I'm, you know, I think that they could really just absolutely take it to um, um, I don't know. I, you know, but I, again, I, I, what, I mean I, the West Ham match, me, that was just West Ham was just the right, the right, like, like Brighton was the right matchup for them. Right. Like West Ham just was sort of the way that their counterattacking style operates. It was like, they just had a great game plan and they, and, and I'm not, and I don't mean this to disparage West Ham in any way, but it was just like, they just really executed, perfectly i mean because outside of that match we've got brighton winning every other match they played by multiple goals right they beat yeah. luton 4 one they beat wolves 4 one they beat newcastle three one uh a match where i think many people thought newcastle might might win that one right and so it was just this kind of west ham match where they were really pretty dominant for most of that match too they really mm-hmm. uh, were, were quite in control and they just kind of kept getting hit on the break which of yeah. course exposed a real flaw in their in their, t- their team but yeah. still to be on three wins and through four is pretty impressive
0: Estupinan played ninety against Argentina for Ecuador in a World Cup qualifier. I can't believe they're already playing World Cup qualifiers yeah, in certainly. common ball, yeah. and they play on Tuesday against Uruguay. And you would expect Estupinan to play ninety again there. If it's a qualifier. Uh, just yeah. just putting that information out into the universe.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I I will be keeping Estupinan. I, I I will go on the record and say that right now. I don't plan to start him though in game week. Mm-hmm five uh unless i don't know i mean just looking at my squad right now it's like the hilarious thing is you could make an argument for just keeping gabriel now uh because of which i will not be doing but it's uh it's you could at least make a case for it do
0: it do it for the content it would
1: be, it would be hilarious I and mean, he's down to 4.8 it's like such a absolute disaster but i mean <laughs> what about Saliba? did you drop Saliba? i can't remember
0: yeah i moved Saliba to you doggy last week oh, that's right. so that, oh, that's good move. that panned out nicely easily yeah, yeah i dealing. just I, I think we arsenal defense no not there's no value there i guess you could say yeah
1: um all right oh and then one final question here uh which if nick stilling says with pickford such a liability uh, what he's speaking my language. It says what goal. Mm-hmm. One of the other reasons I want a wild card, what goalkeeper options make the most sense going forward. So there's a handful, right? You have the two, uh, well, I think at this point we should only say the one 4 million, right? I think Ariola is the, the 4 million that player that we think will, will definitely play. I think Matt Turner has to be at risk, right? I think we have to, there's at least enough risk there that if you were to wild card, you would not have Matt Turner. I think it's. I think it's too. You know, it's too risky.
0: Yeah, and his value will plummet the moment he stops starting for Forrest. So that's. I mean, whatever. As much as that matters to you or doesn't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But to flag yeah. it. But yeah, I I think if you wild card Ariola is one hundred percent in your team, and then it's a question of your of your further appetite. I think I'm pretty convinced, just given my experience with Onana, that there's still no case to be made. I'm still hunting for this case, Josh, to make it worthwhile to pay more than 4.5 for a starting goalkeeper. Uh, So now we're talking about Leno, Flecken, uh, who never.
1: I mean, Fulham got crushed. They've had a really terrible defensive start at the season it's not always a bad thing for a goalkeeper because it does mean they get a lot of saves i mean uh leno's actually done fine in fantasy this season um outside of the man city match um Mm -hmm. you know even the arsenal match that was a 2-2 draw he ended up with five points in that match um got 12 in game week i mean they have they have actually kept a clean sheet so far this season which is more than you can say of many other (laughs) squads Mm -hmm. in the premier league so I mean, do you, is it going to turn around for Fulham like this, this really rough, I mean, they weren't that bad defensively last year. It, feel, it feels a little fluky. That they've been this poor. To start the season. Yeah.
0: I think it comes down to Paulina. So Paulina, their star midfielder was, it was kind of like a, will he, won't he leave. He went to Bayern. Uh, yeah. He went to Munich to actually had photos taken of him in the kit oh, and the transfer just didn't go through. Yeah. So yeah. then following that, he doesn't play he's not even on the bench against man city and yeah, that presumably a that's a yeah. the manager just says hey man that was wild maybe you should just like step away for yeah. this match." he might game. not have
1: been able to get a flight back right it's like yeah who knows like yeah, yeah. so
0: i think uh it, so long as his temperament uh his emotional state is okay and he comes back ready to be a professional which is no reason to think he wouldn't be i think yeah. fulham come back and they're able to at least have more structure than they did against City. Yeah. So that gives me more confidence with the Leno pick. Long story short, is if Polina is back and that works, I have, you know, who cares about Fulham's attack? No one's getting fantasy Fulham for, for goals. Not happening. Yeah. Um, so I think it's all about Polina's ripple effect looking backward to Leno. I think On wild card, I think I'd get him and Areola. Yeah. I'm,
1: I think, uh, I Johnstone would have been a player I really would have considered, but I think that the Dean Henderson thing makes me a little a little worried. And going Turner Ariola feels a little too risky. Uh, also, West Ham. It's just like again, it's just not fun to go into a wild card and have <laughs> just be starting Ariola straight up for yeah. Man City and Liverpool back to back in the first <laughs> the first two fixtures. Can so, I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah,
0: what's the deal with Dean Henderson? I mean, he's he, this guy's been know. the second coming of of like Brad Guzon for he seasons was, now. And he never was happened.
1: good. I, I, he was good at Sheffield United like five years ago. Wasn't he like, am I
0: Yeah,
1: wrong about this? Fine. I felt yeah. like he was, he was, he was, he was fine. Yeah. He was
0: fine. Yeah. And then he was, he was good enough to think he could go back to Manchester United and maybe fight for, yeah. for the shirt there. Then he yeah. goes to forest last season and nobody likes him there. So they go and hire like the 50 year old. Um, I can't remember his, his, uh, his name. Um, who immediately starts? I just think this. Uh, I've, you, you think that Henderson has a high enough opinion of himself that he doesn't make the move to Palace unless he's getting guaranteed minutes. But I, yeah. I think this guy's c- kind of crazy. I think he's crazy, Jess.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, you feel like there must have been some assurance that he at least have like a real shot to do it. I mean, Johnstone did start game week four, so I, it's you know it's hard to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So. I think, I, I mean, and and Sanchez has to at least be considered, right? I mean, Chelsea have fairly, you know, like pretty good defensive numbers, honestly, on the season so far. Um, and they've got a nice run ahead. I mean, with goalkeepers, it doesn't matter so much, the the like immediate run, because you're not planning to transfer mm-hmm. them too much. So I think he'd be consideration. I don't know, Flecken. Mm-hmm. I think he's Flecken, uh, the, the keeper for, for Brentford. I think that mm-hmm. he has to be, under consideration as well just because i really it's like should i just bank on brentford being a team that i really just trust because i just like that's like a well-run club yeah. with like a lot of good players and it's like should i you know it's like just put your face it's kind of like how you we felt about liverpool like four years ago or it's like well they're just yeah. very you know it's just assume it's going to work out and um and maybe that's where i should be with brentford i'm like I they're just gonna they're so solid they've had you know it's it's they've kept um Kind of this squad intact over the first three years in the Premier League, assume that that he'll be able to play well and and, and yep. keep clean sheets and kind of do what Raya did last year.
0: He's gotten at least a save point. You know, he's got uh, he's gotten a save point in every, three out of four matches. Uh, yep. so that's fine. He didn't get a save point in that battering of Fulham in game week two. There were not many shots taken. Yeah, uh, and and he's got no game weeks where he's below one uh, below two points, which is yeah just yeah. looking at the competition kind of a miracle
1: yeah yeah and
0: the only reason you'd see like oh well you know uh Neto at bournemouth is has more points than flecken on the season so what are we even talking about here well yeah. anybody who's done that has gotten uh, a pen save that's right fleck right. fleckens doing it the hard it's hard graft yeah. on fleckens yeah. part <laughs> yeah, to get these exactly. fantasy points yeah
1: it's and like i think it's and i just the, the reason i don't really want to go with the premium goalkeeper route and you, you have vicario at the top he's at 5.1 i think that just put him just slightly into that premium don't know that i want him and also i really want to have you doggy so i don't know that i really want um that i really want vicario i i don't know i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily such a well, also, I'm not sure I want to have um, three spots taken up, honestly, in the in the in the Spurs' defense too. I think I could see myself having Madison and and Sun. Um, it's Definitely. if not now, at least at some point down the line. Um, so he that's where Sanchez
0: able... comes in, right? Because uh, based on what we know of Chelsea, is you're not tripling up yes. on outfield players there.
1: Pro- probably won't be tripling up. Uh, so you have Ariel uh, Leno. Those two are both above uh, Allison and Ederson, right? Like the the arguably the two best keepers in the premier league. And so that's why when it comes to fantasy goalkeepers, you just, you don't, you're not necessarily looking at the quality of the team or even the number of clean sheets they keep. It's just about, are they the kind of defense that gets peppered with shots? And (laughs) is the keeper going to be good enough to stop a bunch of them? And it's like, you just, there's like a mental hurdle you have to get over. Like, am I going to be okay with them conceding, goals in almost you know most matches but i will get like four points in every single one of them or it's going to average out to four per match Mm -hmm. and over a long enough you know lens you're also going to sneak in a couple of clean sheets and those are the really important runs right because that's what rea was the specialist at last year right he'd have these kind of middling matches but then it was like the matches where they kept a clean sheet he'd often have five saves and he'd end up with two or three bonus points and those are the ones that are huge because if you have someone like Ederson, he's just rarely going to pick up enough saves, nor is the match going to be low scoring enough that the bonus points aren't going to get nicked by one of the midfielders or forwards or even another defender. It's just it's very hard. The route to, to anything but clean sheet points for the best keepers is, is pretty tricky.
0: Yeah, the, you've got like Ederson's promises. At least he's making more passes than, uh, you know, like Gunduan. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if it's a nil nil, Ederson gets his bonus that way through passes. Sure. And when it's you're going to happen when you're splitting yeah. when you're splitting those hairs, yeah, you're you're in trouble. Just yeah. Just throw a dart, man.
1: All right. Well, that's a lot of wild card talk. I think we've run through a bunch of different options without kind of committing ourselves too much. So uh, my commitment to you, Brandon, is that on um, I will I will try a solid draft just for fun. Uh, I will also uh have a draft of my wild card available and i will read it off at the very top of the podcast on the patreon pod that we do on thursday there's a little teaser for our patreon supporters or would be patreon supporters you can support the pod at patreon.com slash always cheating uh let's take one last break and we'll talk a little bit about the game week right in front of us game week five all right we're back just wanted to quickly give people a sense of what's happening this weekend, game week five, directly in front of us. Now there's a lot of wild card talk, and everybody's thinking about wild cards. Um, so we no Friday for the first time this season. Brandon, we have no Friday match. You can tinker with your team up until dawn. Dawn of well dawn in the UK. I guess I guess if you're if you're in the UK, you can tinker until. I don't even know if eleven o'clock in the in the morning. Uh, but for for people like you and me, Brendan, I, I do wanna hopefully go to bed with the squad in place. Uh, and then nice. I'll probably set an set an alarm for five fifty-five for um see if uh you're the, not gonna, the You're not gonna came. wait for the
0: wolves leaks.
1: That's true. I guess it kind of depends on whether I plan to have anybody for from liverpool i mean if i was on the fence about darwin i probably would set an alarm for five fifty-five a.m mm-hmm. just to see if you know there's any leaks about him starting um Sounds fun. yeah that does sound fun so, yeah i want to do that every week if i have darwin just constantly stress about whether he actually is going to play um so we have uh yeah liverpool wolves kick things off uh i in my memory the first match uh, after the international break is always like a Three three back and forth. I don't know. It's like it's like or nil, nil, nil 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 with three three. There's no no in between. So let's yeah. see let's see what happens uh, there. And then I think it's 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 a fun. I think Man United Brighton is maybe the pick for Saturday. I think that's a really fun match. I think honestly, kind of I see uh, three matches on 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 Saturday from like an entertainment standpoint that I think are really that should be really fun. Man United house Brighton, uh, West Ham men City. I think could be fun. West Ham have started yeah. off really well this this season, uh shook off whatever Europa League stuff happened to them last year. And uh and then Newcastle Brentford is the um is the late game on Saturday. And that I mean Brentford could straight up win that match. That would not given <laughs> given how Newcastle have started the season, that would not be yeah. shocking at all.
0: I agree. Yeah. These are all bangers. And then (laughs) in all, in all the ones that are too close to call, you've got Spurs hosting Sheffield United and that's just like a, a pure fantasy pick. We're all going to be gunning for, for, for goals and assists for all our guys. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. Saturday is fully loaded. It's yeah, yeah. Hopefully it is not a quintessential. We just got back from international break and forgot the, the codes to our lockers in the locker room sort of performance from these clubs. It's at least one team will
1: be that team. It's just hard to say uh, going into the weekend. Uh, And then Sunday, we've got uh, Bournemouth host Chelsea in in the early match. And, and like who knows i mean we we have not given nearly enough love to dominic solanke who's had a I, mm-hmm. I think we finally did a couple pods ago but dominic solanke's had a really nice start to the season um i have to admit i'm still not really considering him uh mm-hmm. for my for my squad but uh you know credit to him i mean he has what uh yeah two two goals and an assist in the season um he's kind of out there with with um uh the other the, the forest striker a uh, a yeah, who's who's got three goals and an assist has actually not gone a single game week so far this season without getting an attack in return. Uh, so you know, and they play they host Burnley too. I mean, I should at least consider him. I think on my on yes. my wild card, and we probably should have talked about him. I don't know what we I, we couldn't go through every single player in all twenty teams, but he is definitely another player mm-hmm. who you could who you could definitely consider on on a wild card. The problem is, if I go with that, am I going to go? Three through the middle, then you can't, you can't, you can't play five, five across the middle and three up front. Somebody's got to go. There's just no, no
0: that's way your around Solid it. draft. A one e comes into the solid draft. I think.
1: Yeah, that's true. Am I dropping Holland in that case? I don't know how that's gonna. That's mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, A one e costs as much as. Uh, that's the thing about Alvarez, which it makes it so crazy, is that he they caught that Alvarez costs nothing, right? He's like, I think he's six point five yeah yeah exactly i think he's gone up a little bit right but not even that much was it six seven maybe yeah six seven yeah nothing um so uh then we have yeah everton arsenal should be an interesting match i i guess um just because like what are what's what's going on with everton brandon like like (laughs) i i i i I was such a sean deitch like i i was kind of in the bag for him and now yeah i'm not sure i don't know what's going on anymore
0: well, it's it's there's just something rotten uh, there at the moment. I don't know enough about the club to say it's the ownership. Uh, something's wrong with the toilets, or or who knows? Yeah, but you've got you've got players like when you see Damari Gray and um, Awobi just just fleeing in the transfer window. Yeah, and and just like not impressive players coming in to replace them. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll come good, but yeah, it just seems like our club that's in complete disarray and, and yeah, nobody is really willing to, what to do you anything. think
1: about a will going to Fulham? Like, or, you know, like it's kind of strange. It's a little bit. Yeah. Of,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a strange one. I, uh, I mean, when Willian went to Fulham last season, I was like, well, this is a cash grab and, and yeah. Fulham yeah. are kind of stupid for doing this. Yeah. But then Will, Willian just like played some, some of his best football in, in three seasons. Yeah, he was awesome. So it was really yeah. great. I, I think Fulham does offer that for players who are who are really willing to to do that and we need a little bit more depth on the wing so i'm i'm fine with it i'd rather have sign a wobi than raul human as uh yeah so. no
1: i think i think that makes sense at least a has got like a he he has he's incredible speed if nothing else yeah. right he's yes it, that, that pace can really be valuable in certain matches so um and then monday we have uh forest hosting burnley so there there you go a when can can shine once honestly you, do, you have to expect him to do something in that match right given what he's what he's done so far i think it's kind of interesting by the way that because they didn't play i just popped over and looked at the table real quick because they didn't play that match luton town and burnley are uh the only teams on zero points and it's kind of they have to you know they do like the the last five fixtures but for them it's just yeah. three they both just have identical three losses on the season so it's a uh, yeah really really tough start for for those two mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Sooner so anyway, change.
1: yeah. Something's got to give. I know it's, it's crazy that forest is just like, they seem, it seems fine. Like they're, they're they've got two wins already. Like they're probably just going to yeah. be fine this year. And, uh, I kind of like it. I'm, I'm into the, like I, they're, the, they have turned out to be a good addition to the premier. Like I really thought they might just be like a one up one down because they bought so many players last year, but I have enjoyed forest. They are, they are not boring. There's always something, weird happening there um <laughs> our rea is now like playing as a as a right wing like okay great like let's let's you know it's, somehow it's all working so yeah um, you said yeah. joel
0: hold my beer yeah, <laughs> yeah i would like there to be a little bit more identity with forest style of football um but you know that will come with time yeah they're they're doing yeah. a, a bang up job just like hanging on yeah. to your life and that's what you got to do in their position and over time they can sort of build that identity back
1: yeah um all right well that yeah exactly yeah the, given like three years and i mean we, we sort of remember like wolves did this or was like oh like how is this going to work with this, all these portuguese players and um for a couple years it really did um so mm-hmm. all right well that is so that's that's what's happening game week five i think from fantasy perspective uh i i don't see any reason not to captain holland i guess that would be the big one i'm on a wild card you talked about your transfers being used probably on a man at a midfielder for Madison. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Madison definitely coming in for who and the Alvarez thing coming in for Jackson or Watkins. I'm just, it just feels kind of marginal to me. Yeah. Am I just going to roll two free transfers for the entire season? I think what I may do instead of uh, a move up front is actually bring in, do, do one midfielder for Madison and then fix an issue with Pau Torres and bring in yeah. a defender who I'd be willing to start in game week five so I could potentially bench a on, depending on what happens with Ecuador on Tuesday. So yeah. I, I'm i expecting to use both my free transfers, likely in the defense and midfield right now. And, yeah, I'm okay. with you. Cap Captain Holland, Holland uh, didn't, get a minute for uh Norway in their first match so he seems to be just like staying fit staying healthy good for him I love it yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly it's like he's just he's 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 the Terminator. What can you say? You know, so, uh, all right. Well, that's the pod. Uh, once again, uh, if you want to support the pod uh, and I'll talk more about my wild card on Thursday, uh, and go to patreon.com slash always, it would be funny if I didn't actually wild card in the end, but no, I, I'm definitely going to, uh, and go to patreon.com slash. it's crazy that I haven't activated. It. That's the thing. It's crazy. Uh, go to patreon.com, but I just had to do, I could not <laughs> step foot get through that, through that URL yeah. at
0: some point. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. I, I did. I did before the pods day. I finally, I've been following what's happening. I just could not correct that website i was just feeling too down all right so go to patreon.com slash always genius for the pod uh get access to our discord etc cetera, etc cetera. uh bernie you want to thank our producer patrons
0: sure big thanks to producers mike DePetra, trevor ingerson our buddy chris howell Babascoon, coon james holland dave wagner lodal nick wright lazarus yanos jesse halstead bruce kerr brian chin blair jacobson todd byerly andy portlock at fpl merch carrie swanson jefferson turner buffalo wild mings francis moore Sam Schauer, Caleb Robbie, Velger, Paulson, Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin, F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Keith Cram, Thomas Kislev, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Julio Pena, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Frode Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, and Lolly. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us wherever you get your social media for all this information and more. Pay a visit to our website, alwayscheating.com, where Always Cheating Pint Glasses are now for sale, once exclusive to our Patreon supporters. You can now spend your, uh, if you could translate your FPL bucks uh, to real bucks, that would be cool, but you can't. If you you have real currency and you want to share a pint with the cheaters, you can do so there. Uh, Thank you for listening. Josh, I cannot wait to see what your wild card looks like come sure. Thursday.
1: Same here. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.